Good morning, everybody. This is Phil Stevens here on Iron Radio. I am a powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, strength coach, and maker of many things. Nice. As Dr. Mike T. Nelson, associate professor at the Kerrigan Institute, creator of the Flex Diet Certification, and yeah, still teaching for Walsh and Rocky Mountain University back home as of late this past Tuesday night. So it's been yeah, always nice to leave. Always nice to come back home, but it was cold. Came back <laughs> I home was and say. The day we left, granted, we took a few days to drive back and stop to visit Adam Glass and his wife and a few other things. But we basically just drove right from Texas after we left their place back home in two days. Yeah, it was 81 degrees when we left South Padre. It was a little bit cooler in Weatherford, and we got home. It was six above. Oh, that's a drastic change. Oh, the kick to the nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> Break out the parkas. Mm-hmm. This is Coach Jay, Coach Durrell out of Strength Guild in Kansas City. Um, I really just got back from American Open Finals last week. Just catching up. And all the new gym owner things that I gotta do. <laughs> oh, your favorite the thing in life. I was good. We did, we did pretty well. I mean, if you looked at overall, it wasn't like how we normally would draw it up, but so Jess, well, I had two Jessicas actually. So a master's Jessica who she didn't pee on the platform, but she's just, there's just the weight she was like scared of and she should easily hit. And so she missed it. She hit her opener, but missed it twice on the platform. And then I just made her do it in the warm up room after. Mm-hmm. I almost made her just keep going because she's like, she's due for a few PRs actually, but if you had to pee, cause that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so she was able to hit a PR, just wasn't on the platform, which is normally what we like to see. Yeah. And then uh clean and jerk, she also had a PR, so that was good for her. Um kinda got screwed on one of the calls, but that happens. And then uh the other Jess, the younger Jess. Well she's like her whole year's been messed up for weightlifting stuff because she's like getting married and so she had a whole wedding thing, like planning the wedding and all that stuff. And then she was on like a month-long honeymoon in Asia, like pretty much just before this. Came back, started training, got the flu. And so like literally the week before, so we really didn't have much in the tank, and she wasn't able to lower her total so, or her entry total. So we just had to go as low as we could, and she totaled. She wasn't happy with it, but I mean, I was fine with it. Like as long as, like as long as you go out there and you give your best effort and like actually, you know, put up a total. Like that's what's important to me. So yeah, she did well considering the circumstances, but it was alright. And I don't know, the American Open. It just like it was in Atlanta, so it was pretty fun. Like it was a good experience. Like we didn't have to. We didn't have any issues or anything like that. I'd say weightlifting is, I'm curious of what happens with weightlifting now that like, so Phil Andrews is gone. Like the CEO is gone. There's a big CEO kerfuffle. <laughs> like everyone's getting so 
frustrated with the board. I shouldn't say everyone, but like the board, there's a lot of criticism of the USAW board. And so it might be interesting to see where weightlifting is in terms of national meets in the next three years or so. But as of right now, it's all right. It wasn't in a bowling alley, so that's good. <laughs> or a yeah. skating rink. Yeah, skating rink. Yeah. yeah, that's where I, where I started. Yep. Uh, I heard there was one outside. I actually was told that when I was at that one, that there was one that uh, something happened to the venue, so they just had to put up, like, tents. And, that was Arizona. I went to that. Yeah. I was at that one. We were in tents outside. <laughs> the first one I went to in Arizona. Yeah. It was in Phoenix. Ooh. And it was in tents outside. Yeah, it was it was crazy. What time of the year? Um, about this time of year, I think. Okay. Ooh. So it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That, it was an AO finals, right? Like an AO. Yeah. Not a. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I think it was actually before they changed it to the series, the one I was at. But yeah, it was definitely outside intense. So because that was when I had first met Sarah Robles, so she was just oh. started, and she was there. <laughs> and what's his name got in trouble for uh slamming bars. Uh God, what was his name? John oh. North. John North. <laughs> he's still he's still around. Yeah, he was slamming bars. He was, was in the warm up area. So um, that was good. And that that was the first time that some kid came up and uh like they had to pull out the rule book because some dude came up and lifted with a mask on. Uh apparently he was uh what would you call it? He doesn't do good in crowds. Oh. So he was nervous, and so he put a mask on, and they're, like, fucking scouring the rule book. They're like, fuck, there's no rule against it. I guess we got to let it go. <laughs> and, uh, huh. So, yeah, it was interesting. But, yeah, it was out in tents. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was good. Good for us. I didn't watch any of the big, like, any of the big lifters, because most of – most of our top lifters, like like world, is right now. They were already headed to Columbia by the time the American Open was coming on, so they didn't even lift in this one. Yeah. So there wasn't anybody around. Like American Open is pretty wide open, so everybody's down in Columbia getting ready. I've seen some training hall videos from our lifters, and so we'll see. Oh man. What else is going on? Like I said, we talked about the uh the Liver King stuff last week. He's just doubled down and now he's like, Yeah, I did it. Oh, so he confessed now? <laughs> oh he confessed. He came out and yeah, I totally did no, it. No, uh, he also told somebody I mean recently I just saw a little clip of it that he was kinda like, Oh, no, I'm gonna go natty now and I was like, No, he's not. Yeah. Nah. Nah, he's a He's a born again <laughs> natty. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he did, like how could you believe him? Yeah. <laughs> He's a trans natty. So. I also, also saw somebody was posting that he had ab implants as well. That's what I heard. Yep. Somebody Dang. said he had ab implants. That all the, the ab implants I've ever thing? seen usually look pretty bad, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. That's all that ancestral living. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm just glad he didn't claim like the whole, my meat was tainted. It was the liver. <laughs> so it filtered out all the drugs they were giving the cow and I yeah, ate it, you know. It was all in the bull testicles. <laughs> oh, there's a great meme going around with that and somebody's like, 
I eat boner marrow. I think it's supposed to be bone marrow. No, it's boner marrow. I swear, that's what the liver king said. <laughs> I go collect boner marrow. Oh, God. So, yeah. But I, amazingly, there was people on, like, there were recognizable, like, professional athletes, like, pissed off. What? Like, like, man, I really believed him. He had me out here eating liver and shit. And it's like, you guys <laughs> oh, really no. believed it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, somebody was talking to me here at the gym about, because maybe it was The Rock who was like, or not The Rock, it was Joe Rogan who said The Rock now needs to come out. And I'm like, uh, The Rock isn't selling, like, he's not pitching yes. a whole brand and company right. that mm. is, like, he definitely wouldn't be who he is without drugs, but he yeah. also isn't selling his lifestyle to everyone else as if he's natural. Like he literally yeah, is just yeah. doing movies. Yep. And, and like, so I don't like that part. I don't care. Now there are people who do that. Who are like, Oh, you just got to Like, I think Hemsworth's kind of bad about it. He's like, here's a, you know, here's a cool workout for da da da, And all you got to do is just train hard and chicken and broccoli. It's like, man, <laughs> it's like, look, yeah. And I, I get all the frustration with it, but yeah, I, I saw that he said he was going natural, which I feel like that's like the new thing too, is like, cause it, you know, Larry Wheels is kind of in that too, where he's like, oh, I'm basically just going on test, but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut back on the, you know, yeah. $10,000 worth of stuff I'm using every month. Yeah. And then see what happens. It's like, you'll get weaker. Like we know what happens, dude. Like it's yeah. not that crazy. Yeah, but I don't know the Liver King. The Liver King from the start had always been weird to me. So yeah, I I agree. Like I, my problem, and let's like we talked about, was not that he's on shit. It's that he's blatantly lying about. It. I was like, oh, now I can't believe anything you say because oh, yeah. you are obviously on tons of shit. So if you just come out and said it from the start, like I'm on tons of shit and I eat liver and it's really good for you. <laughs> okay, well maybe so. You know. Well, it wasn't like when he was asked, he didn't really skirt the issue. He went the opposite and said, I've never done this stuff, never yes, will do this never stuff. never will. I oh, demonized God. it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I mean, he refused to answer your question. It's like he went the other way and said, no, I've never done it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's jacked and all that, but I can't tell you a good reason to eat testicles. So... <laughs> If it was like, you could look like this, be natty, all you got to do is eat testicles, I'd be like, damn, I guess I just ain't looking like that. I will not be getting some testicles right down the street here. You go drive down to out, there's a, we drove past it. We were going to foster a dog, and we drove past the building. The Altoona Nut Hut, Jarrell, in Altoona, Kansas. They specialize really? in, yes, they specialize in testicles. Really? The Altoona Nut Hut. That's what you get when you live in, rolling through rural Midwest, Mike, and you got, they use every part of that animal. Gotta go further south, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, it's a big thing there, big thing. They're world renowned for their testicles. So. That's great. Well, it's probably not a lot of competition. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, you just drive past the fields around there and there's all these bowls without balls they're just out <laughs> popping them uh, are they fresh I apparently I don't know I'm not sure so they prepare them though right or are they just raw <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
I didn't know this. I'm just seeing this. Uh, one of the Barbarian brothers died. Do you guys know oh, that? I didn't know that. It's 62 years old. Wow. So, David and Peter were very popular in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So, which one? David, Paul. Oh, wow. So. Didn't Fortress train with them a few times? Or maybe I, I made that so. story up. Yeah, he might have. I don't know. He was very into them. Yeah. But kicking off. And that's a good segue. You said there's some article out about bodybuilders and yeah. Yeah, there's over. one in the Washington Post and I think there was another version of it or was it on MSN? I could be wrong in the second part, but um yeah, I kind of I thought it did a pretty fair job of, you know, presenting kind of the pros and cons. I mean, all articles that usually tend to go that way tend to be heavily slanted, but I thought they did a, you know, good job of having, you know, professionals, a lot of people we know, you know, in the, in the article and it looks like they did their due diligence and they just kind of went through a listing of, you know, especially, you know, everything from physique to fitness to bodybuilding of people who passed away and kind of, you know, told a little bit about their story and what what was going on. And I mean, I think for people in the industry, it's probably nothing new or earth shattering. But if you just look at the, and we've talked about this before, the acceleration of how many people have died and how mm-hmm. young they've died over the last, I would say, even three years. It's pretty crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to stick your head in the sand and go, ah, nothing's going on. Yeah. You know, and then when they lay it all out, you know, from kind of top to finish, it's like, ooh. So it'll be interesting to see what, I don't know, I guess kind of what happens from there. I haven't really looked to see what the general sort of public view of it is. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was actually a pretty well done article. And the, the thing that still blows me away is famous coaches who are basically doing idiotic drug cycle program for clients at, you know, people trying to compete at a higher level. But, mm-hmm. man, and I've heard this from other people I've that have worked, you know, with some of them directly, so it wasn't just this article. But, man, it just seems like the drug use has accelerated at a lower mm-hmm. and lower levels the last three to five years it yeah. appears the solution is just take more drugs is the answer to like everything yeah <laughs> well sadly i think that's a lot of the case in in powerlifting too yeah not you know, it's always been around it. it's always been around but i think you're seeing more lower level lifters like getting pushed into that by usually by coaches uh a lot earlier and it much, I don't know, it's that more, well, if this much is good, what would this yeah. much do? And it's like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's kind of running rampant. As far as bodybuilding goes, I don't know what the article said. I haven't read it, but, I mean, a lot of the things. What I've seen, a lot of the reasons, like, there's a lot more people keeling over in that field, it's usually, like, the, uh, it's not so much the anabolics. It's all the other stuff. It's yeah, the, acutely, it's diuretics. I yes, mean, that's, diuretics and the clan and the, all the, like, you know, you're, you're <laughs> taking diuretics 
first you're thickening your blood like motor oil with anabolics. Mm-hmm. And then you're dehydrating the shit out of yourself. Yep. And taking massive amounts of prescription level stimulants. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's kind of a cocktail for disaster. But uh Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what um my buddy the doctor Guillermo Escalante was saying and we've we've talked to him a fair amount of ISIS then and we might try to get him on here again. He'll be on my podcast coming up. Um <clears throat> and he's very big. He's competed at, you know, the pro level, but he's a super nice guy, super intelligent. And I agree with him that his whole stance is like if you're going to make other decisions, you should at least be extremely educated about the pros and the cons of it. And he's actually served at a lot of, you know, local and regional um, shows, you know, kind of as a medic or someone who has, you know, some inside knowledge as to acutely what could be, you know, going wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was saying even the, just the idiotic use of diuretics, he said, is just really scary. Yeah. It's like a lot of people just don't, understand the risks and like yeah anabolics other drugs definitely have risks they're they're not a free-for-all by any means but those risks tend to be more of a chronic risk Mm -hmm. they don't tend to be the acute oops you screwed up your dose now you're not going to make it yes exception of probably insulin yes right so insulin and diuretics are the ones that a single dose you could definitely die from if you do it wrong (laughs) yep yeah yeah. No, and yeah, that's definitely the case. I mean, because there's been numerous people that died from, like you said, with with insulin too. Yeah. Like I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a couple of years ago. One of the bodybuilders took a big dose of insulin and then just didn't make it to his food in time, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, keeled over and died. So that's uh, I know Dave. I talked to Dave Barr about that a lot because he was really interested in insulin for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Dave's one of the few that I knew he like took it without anabolics. And he's like, it just made me fat <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the absence of anabolics. So, uh, but <clears throat> yeah. And then, well, I mean, I'd also say like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, there's lots of PED use in powerlifting, but it's multiplied greatly in the bodybuilding world. Mm-hmm. You start, especially like there's not so much of the, well, it's due to how lean you have to be and just how big yeah. you have to be muscular wise. And there's not all the, as much of the, um, insulin use and the growth hormone use and things like that is just not as prevalent within, within the, the strength sports. You know, you'll see it some, not to the levels like you hear about guys taking two or three IUs of, of GH and things like that, but not getting into like the 16 IUs that you see in, in body where like Lonnie had talked about numerous times, the dude's just fucking slamming back 12 donuts and just looking even more swole. And yeah, because they're just a, they're just a test tube. You know, (laughs) they got so much shit in them. It doesn't matter what food they put in them. They just get more jacked. So, uh, I don't yeah. imagine powerlifting. I don't hear people using diuretics to make a weight class either. Yeah. Well, it it was a little bit, but I mean, they it's, could, like, yeah, it sort of for a little bit, and then it disappeared, which is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, because they realized that holy shit, those diuretics keep working after I weigh in. You know, yeah, you they don't stop <laughs> instantly. Yes, yeah. yeah, so if you <laughs> need to, you know, the whole purpose of cutting is then to put that back on. You know, and right. you're trying to slam <laughs> this water, and you're still just pissing everything back out, and then you're cramping up, and you yeah. know. 
because I've done some massive cuts, but it was always, you know, you just couldn't use diuretics. So it was all just doing it the hard way, you know, yeah. sweating shit off. And because yep. you want to get it back on as quick as possible. But, um, I mean, part of it too is just like, like the drug use in bodybuilding, like the way it's amplified compared to early, like the one, the thing most people have seen first is like, let's say pumping iron or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you look at those physiques, like they're using drugs, but the, all their physiques are still different. Like there's a unique aspect yeah. of each of their physiques. But right now, everyone looks the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of look mostly the same in terms of, like, how yeah. they're put together. It, it's almost like there's no variation because, mm-hmm. like, they're all lab rats at this point. Like, they, like, so yes. much stuff, like, using so much stuff that they all have, like, maxed out, you know, most of the areas where it's, like, you don't have any, like, true variation between you know, look at, I mean, compare Arnold to, you know, Franco or even yeah. Arnold to, uh, yeah. Ferrigno. You know, there's a lot of difference, but yeah, there's there a lot of variation between yeah. those physiques. And now, if you compared, um, like Phil Heath to Kai Green and then Kai mm-hmm. Green to, um, like Jay Cutler in his time, like in his peak era, You'd be like, oh, these are kind of like the same, like you know what I mean? Like there, there might be some variation in a little, but you have to really be an expert to see it. Like, yeah, I think there's even less variation than that now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're all just massive. (laughs) So that's, I mean, that's it. It's just like their serratus is maxed out. I mean, just like every (laughs) single muscle has been like maximized. So. Well, and that's like I said, uh, like I said, the variance was was part of it. You know, you had the dudes with the huge legs, or you had, you know, they were known for different parts. And uh, I think a big difference too, and it was kind of the downfall of bodybuilding. Like, and Yates Dorian's who brought it on the the age of the mass monsters. Yeah, I would love to know if like part of the downfall of bodybuilding, because it was very popular, like in Arnold's age. Like, yeah, they were on stuff, but you could look at them as a 16-year-old kid and say, man, I could do that. You know, it it still looked attainable. You know, they weren't a half percent body fat and, like, striations everywhere, plus massively huge. Like, comparatively, Arnold's physique looked attainable to the average person, comparatively to now. Like, now they look like those cows that have no myostatin gene. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, and it basically is that it's the people making it to the top are the ones that are genetic freaks that are also willing to take everything. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that has to be part of the, like the public turnoff from it. It just, it went so far that it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even want to be that. I don't look at like, I can appreciate like Ronnie Coleman, but I was never like, yeah, dude, that's, that's what I want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you look at, you know, back in the day and it's like, oh, you know, those guys look good. But, uh, yeah. And you're right. Like classic physique and, um, was that the one that had, this is how ignorant I am sometimes with the new classes and stuff. 
Because that's one where they had board shorts. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, and if you look at the first couple of years, they had that to the people competing in it now. You're like, holy crap! It's almost like bodybuilding from 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it, it's almost like you can't. There has to be a progression, but no one's going to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. You know, to be like, okay, you're huge and massive and striated, but your symmetry is dog shit. So we're actually going to mark you down. Yeah. Like, nope, you're bigger than that other guy and his symmetry is shit too. So, oh, you win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You look at, you look at the change and like they all, like the, they lost their waist at some point. You know, they all just turn oh, yeah. big fucking tree trunks. You know, <laughs> there's no vacuum pose and things like that anymore. It just, it can't exist. Uh, but yeah, you go back to the classifies. And I think that, I don't know. I, I'd have to talk to somebody more inside of it, but I mean, it seems like bodybuilding's making a little bit of a return and it's a lot due to those different classes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the classes where you don't need to be 360 pounds and 2% body fat. You know, it's like, it's, there's only a small percentage of the population that has the desire to even get that big, <clears throat> let alone the ability. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, and you know, the whole midsection has been argued, you know, many times that the combination of you know test GH and probably insulin on top of it, like you know, those three things are never high in just a normal physiologic range, much less a super physiologic range in anyone. Like they're just the the physiology just doesn't work that way. And so now you've got all three elevated and yeah, it's probably going to work good for growth. And, you know, depending on who you talk to that competes, some people are are for it and found it helpful. Other people found it wasn't helpful, but yeah, you know, cardiac size is going to get bigger. Estimal mm-hmm. size, you know, everything is going to get bigger, which I think is going to give a lot greater health risks and also more of a distorted, you know, bigger waist size, too. Yeah. Well, that's like the whole argument when Barry Bonds got popped for GH is like, dude, gain like two hat sizes. <laughs> yeah. How do, you, how do you grow your head? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's what happens with, and I think that's where. Like I said, going back to the deaths and stuff, my problem, my only problem with it, uh, and like you talked about that it's coming up in, in earlier classes more often yep. by coaches, is like I have no problem with that as long as the person's informed. And a lot of times from what I've seen, a lot of these coaches are telling people what to do and they're not being transparent with the side effects. Oh, with no. these people, and that's what bothers me, um, especially with the females, because I've n- met and talked to more than a handful of women that uh, they were just blatantly lied to about the side effects of what they were about, what their coach was telling them to take. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's totally safe for women, and this and that. Like, oh, Winstrol's perfect for women. You'll no, no side effects at all. And then, ah. and, and then now their voice has changed, and that ain't changed. It's not changing back. You know. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the problem. Uh, so, I mean, and I guess some of that can be your own fault. I mean, you hired the dude, and but but still, I mean, I, it's just unscrupulous to me that's, that that coaches would do that, just blatantly lie to people about something that is going to alter 
alter their life outside of the sport they hired you to help them with in a, on a permanent level. You know? So yeah. that's my old problem with, with a lot of the use. Other than that, I mean, if you want to do it and you take the time to, to research it and know the side effects yourself and you still make that choice, by all means, roll with it. Yeah. You do you. But, uh, yeah. I will that's say, I like, used to think, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say, I, I, I mean, part of it for me is I was thinking before, I think I mistakenly was thinking that, I guess kind of assuming that, that the average knowledge about drug use was coming up for like just normal people. I thought they were kind of like, I thought that was coming up after the baseball stuff. But I think I was absolutely wrong about that. I think they just thought, <laughs> like, like, because the the idea that there are people that would look at a physique like, and I'm, I mean, I guess I'm kind of spoiled just because I'm in this field and I've been around, you know, been around it, I guess. But the idea that you couldn't look at, you know, these people and say, oh, man, that's like, that's some heavy drug use, like Liver King or The Rock. Yeah, or I was going to say, The Liver King definitely just, just puts a spotlight back on that. That, holy shit, yeah. people really don't know anymore, still. Yeah. And I, like, I just kind of assumed that we we're somewhat beyond it. And I thought the baseball stuff had, like, brought it to light. Like, oh, people are using, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, okay, these high-level athletes are using. These are the type of things, like, physiques that you would see from people who are using drugs. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it wasn't, I mean, maybe when I came here, I thought I was still surprised when, like, the former owner here, he was, like, really surprised that I was like, oh, yeah, CrossFitters, CrossFit, high-level CrossFitters are using drugs for sure. Like, I don't know why yeah. it's even. And and so I was I was absolutely on the wrong side of that, thinking that people were kind of connecting with the idea that, oh, okay, that's drug use. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, for me personally, I said I could give a shit what anybody chooses to take. I mean, it's just, it's not going to hurt me. (laughs) The only part I hate is when they're they're maliciously misinformed or just uninformed. Um, Because as a coach, I mean, rule number one is always do no harm. You know? Uh, and, and to just to, like, I would just feel like such an ass to, like, take some lady and be like, oh, yeah, here, here's some DECA, you're good. And just flat out lie to them and say that, yeah, you'll have no side effects at all. You're just gonna look good. You know, and then she starts sounding like a dude. Uh, I just, uh, that would wreck me. And I, I, how it doesn't wreck their, how it doesn't harm their image and, like, lose them clients, I don't know. But, That's the part that, boggles my mind yeah right and we don't they have keep to name, going yeah we don't even have to name names anyone could mm-hmm. i mean some of them were named in the article so they can go read the article yeah it's like how do these coaches still get people coming to them and from what in i've heard age. yeah yeah they're still in business they're still doing the same thing i that that just boggles my mm-hmm. mind and i think yes. there is some unfortunate thing to it seems to be more on the the female side, the kind of the peer pressure of, you know, everybody else is doing this to be successful. You have to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. So I get that there is an unfair presentation 
that this is the next option if you want to do this, which yeah. may be true, maybe not true. Um, so I do think there is some unwarranted pressure in that direction and too much faith placed into a lot of these coaches. Mm-hmm. And the other part that you don't see is it's kind of like the, the Bulgarian system, like all the people that got spit out, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're top physique coach, whoever, most people are working with 50 to 100 or more people. Yeah, I know the handful that were, quote, successful, but where's the other 99 <laughs> other people yeah. that never get posted on Instagram or you never hear from or, you know, or whatever? If this or that person is, is so successful, then what what happened to all these other people? And yeah. then you talk to some of them and, you know, I've worked with a couple of them who worked with said coach before. One of them flat out told me, she's like, yeah, I didn't do any of the stupid drug things he told me to do because I probably would have killed myself. And even just the amount of cardio lifting I was supposed to do on X number of calories, she's like, I would have looked worse. Yeah. And like, so you used him. You placed very high in the professional ranking. What did you do? She's like, eventually I just lied to him and told him I did it. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Because she was afraid of, you know, not working with said coach who may have some pull, may not, and That's the fallout that, yeah. from everything else. I'm just like, oh, my God, what a disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Said coach has pull, and that's a problem within that. Like, Yeah. Within the physique realm, because it's so subjective, you can literally yeah. have a coach that has pull uh, that might help you place higher. Yeah. And... That doesn't exist in strength sports. Like, doesn't matter who your fucking coach is. Right. You can't fucking lift it. You lose. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's that's sad too. And uh, man, at least she was smart enough to not cave under the peer pressure and just ID the stupidity. But how many people don't? Yeah, and I'd say Uh, unfortunately, probably the rarity. And it was good when she did it. She was a little bit older. You know, she had been around for for quite a while. And on one hand, it's just almost kind of, you know, sad because you look at someone, you look at their genetic structure and obviously really good work ethic, everything else. And you're like, wow. I mean, she definitely had the ability to go pretty far if she wanted. And, mm-hmm. you know, she did a little bit and she wised up and just said, no, I'm out. I don't want to make all these other, you know, decisions. And you know, another person I worked with, you know, she kind of retired and said, yeah, I, you know, did a few other shows and that was it. And I was. I was out, but she was always on the outside because she wouldn't work with the top coaches because she's mm-hmm. like, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm not working with them. And, you know, she did well, but you could argue maybe her placings weren't as good because she wasn't part of the system inside, too. And that's part of it. I mean, that's part of And you see that in any subjective sport. Yeah. Uh, there's. There's they, they lean. You got to be in the part of the in crowd to get your name up there and and make it. So uh, yeah, pay your dues and whatever within the social game of the sport. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. hopefully the article I think overall is a a pro and if nothing else, you know, in terms of education, hopefully it makes people kind of you know stop and go, oh okay, well maybe I should. Look into this a, a little bit more. And like I said, it it's 
probably difficult if you're in that environment because we all know certain gyms and certain areas that have you know more competitors and other competitors and you know seeing people making faster progress than what you are and you find out you know what they're actually doing and who they're working with and yeah hopefully it'll make people do their own research and look at you know what are the potential side effects what should you do to mitigate it like it everything has a pro and a con associated with it like there's no there's no physiologic free lunch, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're paying a cost somewhere. And I just get super worried when people, like you said, Bill, don't know what that cost is you're paying. You know, if you're yeah, super and- educated and you know all the pros and cons or at least have a pretty good idea, okay, you know, you, you do you, man. Like, you, you know, do whatever you want. But it's just when people are not educated, that just makes me so worried. Yeah, and I struggle with that. Uh, because part of it, I want to blame the coach, which, of course, part of that is on them. Um, especially the ones telling these people, like, oh, yeah, you're fine. Just, like, yeah, like blatantly lying to them. Yeah. But at some point, I also sit on the the personal responsibility side of it. Like, mm-hmm. even when I go to my physician, and they're like, okay, we want you to take this med. Okay, well, I'm going to look into this first. Oh, yeah. You know, and even over-the-counter crap. You know, okay, well, what's the side effects? And, like, at some point it's on you, too, to look at, okay, you're about to put this on your body. And in today's age, back in 1982, it was hard to do research. In 2022, we can go online and search any compound we want and find a just droves of information. Yeah. You can take a day to educate yourself on what you're about to, this serum you're about to shoot in your body, you know, yeah. and, and find out the, the side effects. And that's, that was my big thing about against, like, because we're in that age where SARMs and stuff are, are all the rage, and it's much like when the pro-hormones were all the rage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pro-hormones in parentheses, of course, because that quickly changed into they were taking actual steroids and molecularly changing them very slightly. Methyl one test, anyone? Exactly. <laughs> they were making one small little change to, to fit into a loophole. Um, and that's what I always tell people, because they ask me about SARMs, they ask me about those things. I was like, well, here's the deal. I mean, those things aren't tested. Like, we don't know the side effects yet. The good thing about, like, the shit that's been around for, like, testosterone and DECA and, like, we have decades of research. And you can go on PubMed and at least, uh, yeah, there's side effects, but at least they're known. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you can make that educated choice. Like, we're not going to know the, the outcome of these new compounds for a decade or more, you know, until people have been taking them long term. And what happens if you're that lab rat that, oh, I guess it kills you. You know, <laughs> that sucks, you know. And but at the same time, I mean, I can see it. I mean, I can see why it happens, at least at the top level, because uh, mm-hmm. athletes want to win. And that's like in this day and age, I'm not sure we're ever going to get to the age where everybody is just understands how much PED use there is across sports. Yeah, because the average person doesn't want to admit it. Because they want to think it's attainable. Um, and the minute that's added in, it's kind of, it's cheating, it's uh, this and that. But, I mean, like, it's just happening. It's happening all across sports at all levels. 
and it always will. And like Windler's talked about, he's like, if they just did away with drugs, the people in the, the NFL would still be the same people. Oh, yeah. Because it's mainly the people with the work ethic, the genetics, and the work ethic. And that's rare. So it's those same people. Like, I can't go next door to my neighbor and just put him on a bunch of shit and guess what? You're going to be a starter and for the Chiefs. It ain't <laughs> Good luck. You know, it's not happening. But uh I don't know. I mean, I just don't think people will ever admit it. And they, they don't care to be educated, that educated in it, which is fine. You know, but uh yeah. yeah and I think on education, even if you don't have the skills to look up PubMed or poke around because, you know, God knows you can find any pro or con on the Internet, which may or may Mm -hmm. not be right. It's going to cost you maybe a couple hundred bucks to hire someone for maybe even consult for a half hour, maybe just to be like, hey, you're an impartial person. You seem pretty educated. You can look at their background or you can get a referral from someone and just be like, hey, what do you think of this? I was thinking of doing X, Y and Z. You know, what are the pros? What are the cons? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's probably going to be money well spent, you know, and if you're, if you're a coach and you don't know about certain areas, like, man, there's some areas I, I'm just not up to date, you know, yeah. like with peptides and that kind of stuff. Yep. You know, I, I have a physician, a, a guy, shout out to Dr. Ryan Green, who I just send everybody to him. Yeah. I'm like super knowledgeable dude. Like that's a lot of what he does. He has a lot of lifestyle stuff. And obviously these are for, you know, people who are not in tested sports, but it's just an area where there is some research, but a lot of it's just clinical knowledge. And then you also have a source that's a legitimate pharmaceutical grade of something you're injecting versus yeah. a couple of studies showing like with peptide stuff, like 80 to 90% of what's sold on the internet is probably fake, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and hopefully it's sterile if you're going to inject it. Yeah. God knows if it is or not. Yeah. You know, so it's just like it. The good part is, if you, if you want to go down those different routes, I think it's easier than ever to become educated and to find mm-hmm. legitimate sources and people who will will help you. But yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit of money. But I think that's you know, to my brain, it's it's a you know well worth the investment. No, I agree. I agree. And so yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Back to the original thing. I mean, I'm not sure how we're going to stop deaths and things like that without a, a drastic change in the sport. I mean, yeah. as long as they want paper-thin skin and people at 2% body fat, there's going to be people dying from it. Because that's a, not a, that's well past the natural state of the human body. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And... uh you know, when you're going to those extremes. And that's like my daughter started wrestling. And there's this fucking annoyingly huge push in wrestling to have kids cut weight. And oh, God. I'm like, that's not happening. You're not no. doing it. You know. And so basically she she was at 141 competing in the 145s. And there's also a 140 class. And they're like, well, you need to get down to 125. I was like, that's not happening. What? You know, you can what? drop to the... Drop the one pound and go yeah. to the 140 class. You know, you're fine. You're a pound off there, which she made yesterday. And it's, but I hate that with high school kids. Like, in my opinion, it should be f- illegal. Ugh. You're dealing with 15 year olds that are still growing. Ugh. And, you know, and they've done away largely. As far as I know, they've like outlawed the sweat suits and crap that 
yeah. scuba suits they'd put them in and things mm-hmm. like that. But, um, like it's and they had a test before the season started where they all had to pee in a cup and basically check the color of urine to see if you're mm-hmm. hydrated. Basically, they wanted to know your weight at a at a hydrated level. Yeah. And supposedly you're supposed to stay for the season. You have to stay within a variable of that at least now. Um, whereas before, I could, I've talked to many kids. It was a fight all through high school. Like, well, I got to stay in this class. Coach Mount wants me here, and it's like, dude, you're you've grown a foot and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and I always just say at that level. Don't worry about, and that's the same with my lifters. Like, I don't worry about my lifters' weight ah. until they're ready to break a world record. It's like it doesn't fucking matter. You know, no. it doesn't matter at all. Um, just go lift, get better, and same thing with wrestling. Just get stronger and get more skillful until, you know, if you're good enough that you're going to go to the Olympics or something. Now let's start talking about weight classes. Until then, it ain't worth it. You know, <laughs> you're just learning this sport, but. Uh, and that's another sport that's just re- been routinely bad at, at at cutting weight and things like that. But you've seen it die off in powerlifting a little bit. There used to be lots of drastic cuts, and there still are. And they changed that 24-hour weigh-in, which I think helped mm-hmm. in ways. At least they're coming onto the platform in better shape. You know, 24 hours ago they were minced meat, but at oh, least yeah. they have that. Whereas before with the two-hour weigh-in, the people were still cut. They were making the same cut and just doing their best and lots of blown muscles and torn things and just from dehydration. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And even high school to me, it just, it just makes me so sad because it's like, what lessons are you teaching yes. these kids? And most of them are probably not going to be professionals. And the ones who oh. are are going to make it through, they'll do just fine. You know, 99.9% are not. And so what lessons are you teaching them? And almost a negative where you could have a ton of positive lessons and make a huge lifelong impact in a positive direction. Yes. I just get the impression you're, you're scaring kids away. You're teaching them bad habits. It just, yeah. And the kids are putting forth the effort, are doing the best they can, but they don't know their kids. <laughs> exactly. They're easily impressionable. I mean, yeah. when you're in high school, holy crap. You could. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That's the, the dark side of sports, I guess. There's always, it's like with anything. Uh, I was listening to the podcast the other day. It was the, the Kels Brothers' new podcast. Hmm. And they were talking about Andrew Luck just came out and put out a big article about why he retired. And oh. basically he retired because he realized the NFL is not good for you. And it's not a healthy way to live. They're like, it took you that many years in the league to realize that? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they're like, this sport beats the shit out of you, just like any major league sport. And it's one of those things, and that's what I tell people when they come to me, is like, and they talk about it, like, everybody wants to be the famous musician. Everybody wants to get up on stage and sing in front of 30,000 people. And that's all they ID. That's all they look at. People that want, aspire to be that, they just look at the good parts of it. Mm-hmm. They said they never look at the you're going to be living in a bus for six months at a time and having to sing the same song every night, 365 days a year, or the same thing. They they never look at the the bad things. And they're like, you need to sit down with yourself and have an honest honest conversation about. Okay, I'm thinking about going to the NFL. Here's what I'm going to have to do. Here's the bad shit, and there's oh, lots yeah. of it. You know, 
people never ID that and look at the bad stuff. And I think that's also why a lot of people drop out. Like I've had tons of people come to me claiming to be the next Brian Shaw and things like that. And then they realize what they have to do to get there. And they're real high at the start. And then they realize how fucking hard this is and they give up. Uh, so yeah. yeah and that's tough. And like you said, it, it's that way across every top every, profession. Yes, all of them. Sport, profession, like, I know a fair amount of musicians who, you know, now are, you know, pretty highly ranked, like selling out, you know, sometimes arenas, but definitely small pack clubs. Pretty much to a T, all of them are like, I love performing. If I could just have a, you know, do the bono and have the helicopter drop me in, yeah. you know, right before the show, I go on, I do my thing and leave. That'd be amazing. Cause like all the other stuff is like it, I get through it because I get to do the thing that I want. Like, yeah. I don't know a single one that's like, and these are people who have it pretty nice, right? I mean, they did mm-hmm. the, you know, years in a van and all that stuff and they're doing comparatively pretty good. And they're still yeah. like, yeah, all the rest of it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, uh, and they're people, people forget they're people, you know, professional yeah. athletes and things are people. And, well, that's like in anything. If you want to be, and they talked about it in there, like Elon Musk, he's a gozillionaire, but he sleeps like oh, four wow. hours a night, and like the shit he goes through to be that is, oh. like if you want to be the best at anything, there's going to be a lot of bad shit you have to deal with. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, even the you know, if you want to be the best father in the world, like you're going to have to let other shit slip. And if you yeah. want to be the best at anything, other shit in your life is going to have to go on the back burner. Um, it's just that way. And that's the part nobody ever wants to notice looking at things. And that's that's also just if you want to be the best in bodybuilding or in physique, like it's just come to that realization that you're going to be on shit. You're going to have to do it. But you need to sit down and have that conversation with yourself and be honest with yourself. And do I want to do that? Is it worth it? If it is, fine. I'm not going to judge you. Just just mm-hmm. have the conversation with yourself, you know. So yeah, and then look at at least what is the what is the response and what is the cost, right? Because mm-hmm. I've seen blood work from people who, if they were honest, weren't taking much shit, but their HDL was in the freaking single digits. And I'm yeah. like, are you sure that's all you're taking? You know, and maybe yeah. they were lying. I don't know. Yeah, you know. And I've seen other people on holy shit, like. Yours looks not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and everybody's different. And just because Joe Schmo, your coach, said he was fine on it, or this other girl was fine, yeah, doesn't mean you will. No. But look at that with any medication. Yeah, like, exactly. Some people that handle things fine. And then you get the same drug to somebody else, and it's a disaster. So, all right. We can call it there. It's 9.02. Yeah. So. Fun conversations. Well, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go lift and chill. So nice. You guys have watching today or tomorrow? Yeah, I'll watch tomorrow. Today is just more work, but uh, and lifting, so that's good. Yeah. Enjoy your cold weather up there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and were you able to get the shows up? I I feel like I'm the one just because people keep sending me emails.